0: All right, what's going on, guys? It is the Open Championship 150th Edition at St. Andrews. My favorite place in the world, bar none. There's nothing else that comes with it. I was so lucky to honeymoon along the coast of California for, what, seven, eight days? I went to Italy uh, for a second honeymoon. There's some great places in the world. Don't get me wrong. With St. Andrews, there's something about it. I think it really, it's the history, it's the place, but it's the people. I love the people of Scotland, the kindness they embrace you when you come into the pubs there. Uh, the Dunvegan Hotel is such a well-known pub and, and, and all the other really famous spots. You just get to know, and, and they're so welcoming, friendly. And we're going to get into that aspect here with this podcast. Uh, obviously, we're going to preview what it's like uh, and talking to a few different players while you're there. But, but specifically, we're going to start with Billy Horschel here. And Billy mentions here this little story about what it was like when he was there in 2015. He brought his dad and, and just the atmosphere for that whole week. Here's Billy Horschel.
1: I think the Scottish and the Irish people are very welcoming to, to tourists, very welcoming to anyone um, coming over there, especially golf fans, especially people who play golf and, and love the game of golf. Um, I was a little exhausted, so I didn't go as much to the Dunvegan as, as my dad. And oh, so yeah. early in the week, we were there, and, and then before dinner, my dad would go. You know, he said, "Hey, I'm going to go to Dunvegan," and he'd go to Dunvegan. So in the week, I went to Dunvegan and, and, and met them up there. And he already had, you know, a group of people that he had been hanging out with every night, and they've been telling stories and buying each other drinks, and they were looking after my dad. Like that's, that's so perfect. cool, is that the people they were looking after my dad. In in the pub and everything, and they were having a blast, and they enjoyed his company and his time. And so it's pretty special. You know, just walking around and and understanding the history, and and, you know, I I love history. I love being in in places where um, (laughs) things are old. (laughs) That's right, amen. You know, and you see, man, that building's really really old. It's over 150 years, 200 years old, 300 years old. Like, I love that. You know, it's amazing to see something still standing and, and still viable in today's world and still be able to 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 offer service um um, i think that's pretty amazing so to see all the old buildings to be you know walking along the streets and everything and and you sort of think hey you know what was this like back in the late 1800s with old tom morris senior and junior and and experiencing that sort of trying to put yourself you know in 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 their shoes and, and experiencing what the town was like obviously it's a little bigger than probably what it was back then but it's still pretty special there's no fans on the interior portion of the course, so the fans are really far away. And so there are certain holes where they get closer to you, but for the majority, of, you know, majority of the holes, they're pretty far away, so they're not really close to you. So it, it's, it's a different feel um, out there on the golf course. And it's like sometimes you can feel like you're out there by yourself with you and your group, and, and there's no one else around because the fans are 80, 100 yards away from you. Um, so it's a little bit different in that sense, you know, when you understand a major championship and what we're used to majors nowadays and 30,000, 40,000 fans packed in and real close. But that one's still pretty pretty cool to see that they're trying to keep what the way the course is supposed to be played. And and, um, and so it's, it's, it's pretty nice. Uh, it's a pretty special place to be out there, um, especially if you're playing well. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I think about that. My first, uh, 2015, Tom Watson played the group, maybe a group or two groups behind me, and we finished in the dark on Friday. Yes. And and I birdie 17, 18 to make the cut, and so I came back out, and I'm watching Tom Watson walk over the, the Swoken Bridge, you know, people lining the road along 18 to watch him finish, and you got the flask flashballs flying, uh, flashing because of how dark it is, and everything. It's pretty. It was pretty cool to see someone like Tom Watson, who's embraced that style of golf, and the fans have, the Scottish fans and UK fans have embraced him. You know, it was pretty. It, it was pretty uh, a surreal moment to be there at that time to see that happen, um, and so it's something obviously I'm not. I'm not going to forget anytime soon.
0: Love that story, of Billy Horschel. Short and sweet. These are all going to be just some short uh, snippets from players that I've spoken with, and some of them were in other previously. Uh, release podcasts like Jordan Spieth as well. So here's a little insight from Jordan Spieth on the course at St. Andrews.
1: St. Andrews is is all weather dependent. I mean, more so than probably any other open venue. If the weather's um,
0: nice, it's a pitch and putt. Um, And if it's not, it can be one of the harder tracks we play all year. And the last open, I think it was still double digits under par, but we had enough wind to cause delays and not be able to finish rounds. So... Um, I'm excited, I mean, the old course at St. Andrews is, you know, it's a bucket list, bucket list type of course to play and to be able to play an open championships there is, it's like, to me, it's like maybe even above Augusta. I mean, it's, it's so special to play open championships at St. Andrews. So um, having one at the Masters, probably the second coolest thing you can accomplish in golf, in my opinion, is to win an open at St. Andrews. So I'll, I'll be um, certainly looking to prepare as best I can for that. Love that insight from Jordan Spieth. Of course, he spoke during the Scottish Open about how the course could turn into a wedge contest, right? If the weather's not up, it could be short irons in pretty much every, almost every hole. So yeah, a, a lot of interesting stuff there from, from Jordan. And then also here, Patrick Reed, I spoke with him about what it's like, the feeling as a player to be at St. Andrews in the old course. I think the biggest thing is just you step up there on the first tee and it's just the history that that place has. It's you know, it's nerving you get on that tee and you're like man with all the great stuff up here the guys who have won here is just on un- you know it's unbelievable and you sit there and you go how's this golf course that hard the first hole the fairway is 9,000 yards wide and uh Ridiculous. you know but it's it's just unbelievable it's so much fun and the atmosphere is great and you just gotta know you gotta know your stuff you know, another player I wanted to chime in with here, I spoke with Mark Gleason. Remember, Mark was in that playoff, that three-way playoff last time the Open was at St. Andrews 2015 with Louis Usthuis and Zach Johnson, and uh, he was right there. And obviously, he was going through a lot of stuff with his wife being sick as his wife, Audrey, had some life-threatening issues. So, it was a really unique time in his life that summer, 2015, so he gets into that here briefly. On uh, on what obviously being in the hunt was, and and just his mindset though with so much going on with his wife. Speaking of playing good, you mentioned the Open Championships, going back to St Andrews, of course that you were in a playoff with. What do you remember from that from that
2: year, twenty fifteen? Um, I remember not caring at all how I played. Uh, it was very soon after my wife got got really sick, and um, I remember just being free on every hole and not really caring where the ball went and just making sure I put a good swing on it and and see how it went so um, you know that's kind of worked well for me Um, hopefully I can you know use the same sort of strategy as I used there that year I know the course really well I've played there a lot of times Um, I love the golf course so I'm it's probably on the opposite end of the spectrum to the, the next two majors of, of the year <laughs> right. um, so it's a, one that I set myself for and you know working on on shots for that already
0: yeah well what was you said, mentioned loving the golf course what is it about St. Andrews you know obviously it's the home of golf but like how it suits your eye like what is it about those holes
2: oh I mean you just have to hit good shots it's not about well you you have to control your ball in the air and and on the ground as well. So that means, you know, a lot of the time, shaping it into the wind, um, keeping it out of the wind, judging bounces, using imagination around the greens because, you know, flop shots are almost out of the question there, you, um, you know, you're working out how to get a ball close with, with hills rather than with spin. So uh, I really enjoy that.
0: Is there any kind of a sting from that playoff loss, being close, being right there in the mix? You, Louie, and Zach, I mean, as a competitor how do you look back on that
2: yeah it's obviously disappointing uh, to know how close I was to to winning Um, you know you don't get chances to win majors very often and um, to be that close and not win was you know at the time wasn't um, didn't affect me too much but you know as time goes on you sort of think about it a bit and think about what could have been but um, you know it hasn't changed my life or anything like that but certainly think about it every now and again, and hopefully I can uh, play well there this year and give myself at least another chance.
0: Yeah, what would it mean to you at least be in the hunt again at the Homo Golf? Of course, like you said, you love so much.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I learned so much last time, um, and I've had other chances in majors since then as well, so um, yeah, I mean, it'd be huge to to give myself a chance, um, but, you know, a lot obviously has to go right and you have to play well on the right week and get the breaks and all that. So uh, certainly not getting ahead of myself, but I'm, I'm excited about that one.
0: What is it about Lynx golf that seems to fit your game so well? I know you mentioned creativity earlier there, but...
2: And I grew up on it as well. So that's that's a big thing. It's, it feels pretty natural to me to hit the ball low and shape it. Um, you know, I've, I've had to work on hitting the ball higher since I've come to America. I've been over here for 15 years, but... Um, yeah I enjoy hitting it low and just that using imagination and um you know you have to hit your spots there around the greens you got to chip it onto a you know two square foot area and let a hill do something and if you miss your area you could look foolish so I like that.
0: We know you're a big beer fan you've got your own beer company uh... What is it like at 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 that gold course when you've got Dunvegan vegan hotel? there's so many great places to grab a beer like what is that aspect of the week like?
2: yeah, I enjoy that part of the week <laughs> as well um I remember in two thousand fifteen you know every night I'd have a couple of beers with dinner and you know soak it all in because it's a it's a fun tournament i mean it's a fun tournament to go watch it's a fun tournament to play in and I try and um make the most of it you know in most weeks i'll I'll have a beer or two every night and just, well not every night but you know Every yeah. now and again, relax a little bit. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. It's not going to affect me too much, but um, yeah, I just like to enjoy myself and you know, you know, life's short and I've gotta make the most of it.
0: And then here's Xander Schauffele, who I spoke with, who said that he had only been to St. Andrews one other time, one time before this Open Championship this week. Of course, now he's the hottest player in the world, but. The one time he went, well, it was after he was in the final group at Carnoustie for the Open, playing with Jordan Spieth in 2018, and there he was with his dad. So, so let him just very briefly describe uh, just this one time he was there. And then not get too far ahead, but St. Andrews what's kind of your, your thought process with that one, and yeah, I mean, I'm just
2: venue. I'm just excited to to go there. I've never I've been on the venue once, uh, just visiting a town. Um, after I think Carnoustie, we stopped by. Um, so really just excited to get on property and see sort of um, what that course looks like and how it plays you know I've, I've seen it on tv and i've watched the greats
0: play it so i'm excited to play it myself all right i could have gone a lot deeper with this podcast but just wanted to at least give us a taste uh, of what it's like during the open championship what it's like for players uh, what it feels like on the grounds and just uh, the excitement of an open at the home of golf it's just really one of the great stages and one of the funnest weeks in in sports i think bar none so anyway i hope you guys enjoyed it I wanted to go short and sweet on this one but enjoy the open championship 150th edition lucky to be out there for a few days this week at st andrews see you soon